You're listening to the Townsville Chambercast. Essential information, ideas and news that matters to the business community of Townsville. We would like to thank our show partner, Adits, for making this podcast possible. Adits are a local IT provider with one purpose, to implement effective technology solutions which empower their customers to achieve their mission. You can find out more about how they can support you and your business over on their website, adits.com.au. A-D-I-T-S Hi everyone, Claire here from the Townsville Chamber. In this episode of the Townsville Chambercast, we are looking at the exciting redevelopment of Reef HQ. There are multiple long-term opportunities that will flow from this project, like educational-based tourism experiences and new skilled employment opportunities. But also, in the short term, there will be opportunities for the local business community to be involved in the redevelopment of Reef HQ. Joining Ross to discuss this and more is Kirsten Dobbs, the director of Reef HQ, and Fred Nusifora, the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority's director of reef education. Thanks, Claire, and thanks, Kirsten and um, Fred, for joining us here today. I guess if I can start off with you, Kirsten, and, and ask just a little bit about Reef HQ and why it was originally built. Yeah, thanks, Ross. By the mid-1980s, the Australian government had already established the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority's headquarters in Townsville. You know, it's one of the only government agencies to have the majority of its staff based in a regional city. A core function of the authority is to provide education and information services to the community. And from that grew the vision of Graham Kelleher, the authority's first chairman, to create an example of a living coral reef on land accessible to people of all ages and physical abilities. The facility opened in 1987 as a bicentennial community project to showcase science and deliver education about the marine sphere, heritage, and other Great Barrier Reef values. The facility is the Australian Government's National Education Centre for the Great Barrier Reef and is recognised nationally and internationally as a centre of excellence in environmental education. It retains the mantle of the world's largest living coral reef aquarium, and more than 4 million visitors have been through the facility since it opened. The facility is also located within Townsville's Waterfront Priority Development Area. It's ideally placed to be the epicentre of a world-leading marine science precinct, showcasing Townsville's reputation as a world leader in marine science, research and education. I mean, uh, Kirsten, it's great. I mean, you've ticked, I guess, half of Townsville Chamber's key priorities there in relation to decentralisation, delegation of authority, getting government agencies into the region so they their decision makers get here as well. And, you know, there's probably, as far as World Heritage listed sites, there's, there's probably not a more famous one uh, in Australia. I know, Fred, when we go over to the US, it opens many doors. Oh, certainly. The, the Great Barrier Reef is a global icon and a facility like Reef HQ Aquarium in the heart of Townsville is certainly, you know, a, a big uh, draw card for the faculty that we've worked with in edutourism. Yeah. And, and I guess, look, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. I guess Reef HQ um, undoubtedly was, was due for a, for a facelift. I know, Fred, you've been working on that for many years and, and Kirsten, it's a, it's a major piece of, uh, of your work since, since joining um, Garumpa and, and Reef HQ. But really over the last 18 months, we've had some, some really big announcements about this, haven't we? Uh, certainly, Ross. Um, we've, some total, we have, um, been awarded by the Australian government over $80 million. And, you know, yes, we are due for an upgrade, a 34-year-old facility, 4 million litres of seawater, 
um, you, you need to do some major refurbs at time on your own home, own home, and that's exactly what we're having to do at Reef HQ. You know, we've been very fortunate to be able to get additional funding in these COVID times as well to help stimulate local business, and we spent nearly $5 million already in the last financial year through some of the COVID relief and recovery funding provided by government to upgrade our animal life support systems. We've also received money for our exhibits, and most recently, uh, $40 million under the Townsville City deal to really transform the, the facility to be a global destination of excellence in tropical coral reef education as part of you know, what we can help deliver to Townsville and the community and to the national and international community. Interestingly, after the first funding announcement, we started building a 20-year master plan because the original sum total of the funding was $40 million dollars. We wanted to have a plan for where we could take the facility over the next 20 years. With the final injection of $40 million under the Townsville City deal, we can bring forward that plan and be able to deliver that in the next couple of years. Yeah, well, so uh, it, it, it really has um, significantly sped up the process on, on what you guys, you know, uh, uh, had in mind. Uh, and now I guess you've got the enviable task of actually delivering it in the next, uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah, certainly. We're um, well into the, the planning stage. We have some great concept visions in the master plan, which is available on the Reef HQ website for, for people to get a sense of where we're heading and what we're going to be able to deliver. One of our vision includes career pathways and traineeship programs. Yeah, we want to really ramp up the hands-on experience, learning areas, conference facilities, and it really get into the coral propagation restoration adaptation space and be able to invite people from overseas to learn how to do those techniques, but also showcase it to the water community. Because again, Reef HQ is established for people who may not be, be, be able to get out to the reef, but are going to be able to experience the reef through the Townsville facility. Yeah. I mean, probably over to you, Fred. I mean, what does this actually mean? I mean, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about the edutourism stuff uh, later in the podcast, but what does this actually mean more for, for tourism first? Um, when it comes to Townsville and, and, and this major redevelopment? It's once in a generation investment in our region and will be catalytic in lots of respects for, for tourism, both in Townsville, but in Northern Queensland in general, to continue to build on the, the vision of uh, Graham Callagher, as Kirsten mentioned, the founder uh, of Reef HQ Aquarium, to establish an example of a living tropical coral reef on land so that people of all ages and physical abilities could gain an appreciation for the beauty and wonder of the Great Barrier Reef and, more importantly, the need for its protection. You know, now this, this transformational investment will establish... Uh, Reef HQ as that global destination of excellence in the heart of Townsville City. That will resonate, I believe, strongly um, with people nationally and internationally wanting to come and experience Reef HQ, learn more about the Great Barrier Reef whilst at Reef HQ, but then explore the greater North Queensland region. And yeah, as, as we all know, our region has so many outstanding assets. Pretty much from the heart of Townsville, you can reach World Heritage listed tropical rainforests, the Great Barrier Reef, wetlands of international importance, and uh, the Australian outback, all within two hours of Townsville. So, you know, this facility, coupled with what the region has to offer, um, certainly sets up a bright future. Yeah, I know. And one thing we've been very passionate about probably for the last decade is tying that tourism experience with an educational component. And I know 
you know, we went to America and, and Singapore and, and all of these other countries trying to get uh, student groups and travel. And, and, you know, we had, I think, about 1,500 booked here to come in 2020 when, um, when, and when the virus decided to, to stall, stall the process. But the educational component of this tourism experience, it's the critical piece, isn't it? Because it's people are going to come here for the experience and be on a leisure visit per se, but they're going to get this educational component embedded into the experience. Yeah, and it's the Australian Government's National Education Centre for the Great Barrier Reef. It's not just an aquarium. And, you know, there, there are wonderful aquariums around Australia and Reef HQ has is an aquarium. But it, it, it is truly uh, an example of the Australian Government's commitment to, you know, educating people about the Great Barrier Reef and the need for its protection, how they can do their little bit to help protect the Great Barrier Reef. And yes, from an educational perspective, it's certainly the hook that gets gets a lot of the clientele that we'd been meeting with in, at the end of 2019, remaining very, very interested in coming to Townsville and, you know, living and learning uh, whilst being here. Yeah, I, I, I must admit that you know, the Australian crest, the little emblem uh, opened up uh, many doors in the US with our with our universities and everything over there that we deal with, but in particularly those Asian markets as well. So Singapore and places like that are all very much aware that this is the Australian government's, I guess, interpretation and policy and, and that directive can then flow through. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's the, I guess the little gem we discovered in edutourism that, that our, that our region was is, is blessed with, but we hadn't really harnessed the power of it. You know, we we are the home of the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority. We are the home of the Australian Institute of Marine Science. We are the home of James Cook University and head office for Queensland Parks and Wildlife Service here as well. Having all of those assets in arm's length of our high quality nature-based tourism experiences by coupling them together it's provided an enriched product that those niche markets with high yielding niche markets are really really interested in Mm. and i know we we always um thought we were a niche market until we land at Texan A&M and see a football stadium that takes 120,000 and, and go down the road to Austin and, and their football stadium's 120,100. And, uh, you know, like we, we really got a, a feeling when we were in, in Ohio State or, or those, and you go to those auditoriums over there and, and when you hear presidents of the United States saying, you know, we've got an aspirational target for, for study abroad and, and, you do really realise how big an opportunity there is for and and our particular region with its biodiversity. You know, winter time when they are looking to travel around the world, we, we're just so beautifully placed for it. Yes, yeah, certainly, and and you know, we've welcomed we've welcomed study abroad groups from the United States, from China, from Scotland uh, in the past, uh, and and the great thing is that um, the timing of re, Reef HQ's reopening uh, or reimagining is perfect. It's unfortunate that we're, we're dealing with the COVID-19 scenario uh, at this point in time. The one silver lining, I guess, from, from, a, from a Reef HQ reopening perspective, it will really uh, be at a time when where yeah, we will be bouncing out of the COVID-19 pandemic and having uh, infrastructure like this in the heart of Townsville and in North Queensland will position us strongly 
yeah. uh, in that recovery phase. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, talking to the guys in the US uh, monthly or by month, the demand's there. It's just going to be when they're allowed to come and when it's safe. And we all understand what we're dealing with. But probably if I can, I can sort of veer off a little bit from those experiences now. And I know we'll probably have another podcast in a couple of years time to talk about them, them coming here and, and maybe get a faculty member to, with an American accent to talk to us, which would be lovely. But with the local businesses here, obviously, you know, you're, you're going to spend a big chunk of money um, down there at the uh, at the end of Flinders Street over the the next two or three years. Um, is, is there some opportunities for for local content? Where you know at the chamber we're always talking about local procurement and ha- how can our local businesses get involved? Is is there some opportunities there? Most um, certainly, Ross. Um, we already had in place prior to closure. Uh, we established a standing offer panel for all our maintenance at Reef HQ. So whether that was electricians or plumbers or mechanical engineers or construction or diving, obviously that's on hold at the moment um, until we reopen. But we have had been using that panel prior to closure. We're soon to be announcing a principal contractor uh, who will oversee the entire major portion of the capital works. Um, so we estimate, you know, several hundred jobs out of that, mostly locally based. There is some expertise that's not available in Townsville, and they'll be bringing that with them. But it's, interestingly enough, part of the funding we received for COVID relief and recovery was to help improve our visitor access to Reef HQ. Those people who know Reef HQ, the facility, realize it's integrated within a broader um, building called the Great Barrier Reef Wonderland. Yeah, I had the iconic spire of the Omnimax. And to get to Reef HQ, we have always had to go through that facility. Well, we're actually uh, removing that facility. We're going to be able to see the front doors of Reef HQ for the very first time and see an amazing view across Ross Creek over to Mount Stewart. And that really helps us, gives us the freedom to design something just as iconic for the town as the spire was for the Omnimax. And I think, you know, that's generated over 30 jobs, all locally based. So again, using local contractors, it is the Australian government procurement processes are not easy, as I think we all know. However, you know, it does open up doors and opportunities for people once you're in the system. We're looking at an amazing opportunity for local people to become involved and to actually hopefully generate the desire that they're helping build something for Townsville for the long term future for edutourism, for the local community, for people who want to come and see the reef and experience it and learn what they can do to protect it. And just to build on that too, Ross, you know, I'd encourage chamber members and other businesses listening to this podcast to to really think creatively about how they might be able to contribute to the edutourism content of Townsville and North Queensland because whilst Reef HQ and the Great Barrier Reef is 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 a hook that that gets them very interested in what we have to offer here they're not just coming for the Great Barrier Reef or our nature they're actually coming for our innovation and our expertise so you know just to throw it out there to for all the members uh, listening and and others to um, just think creatively about how your business might be able to contribute to edutourism. Yeah, I, I know, Fred, we found some some absolute gems up here when we, because you're right, we're filling four-week, six-week programs that these people are out here for. So, you know, I remember finding Adrian and, and Paul Mizzy's farm up there and, and going out and then talking to Mary Brown up there in Hinchinbrook and she goes, oh, why don't you go and talk to these guys? That's where they developed the first cane harvester. I'm like, what? And, and off we went. And, um, yeah, we had all the ag students from Ohio and Texas A&M and, and all of them uh, going to the birthplace, the shed where uh, old Lawrence uh, uh, got the idea and, and then they were showing the mound planter for the sugar cane up there. So, yeah, there, there's amazing things with hydrogen and, and all sorts of things happening here at the moment. And, and 
people are genuinely interested. I mean, that's the, I guess that's the inbound movement of people and, and what the town's got to offer. But when this is done, you're going to need, you're going to need people. Um, and I know, you know, we've, we've been talking a bit about skill shortages, uh, and, and, um, training and, you know, we were out at a, a breakfast earlier this week at TAFE. What, what are you going to actually need to, to run this place once it's, once it's built? Uh, well, surprisingly, we need a broad range of skill sets, everything from engineering, veterinary science, aquaculture, animal husbandry, very much not surprising, but business and tourism administration skills as well. You know, education, um, all of these skills are really linked to the STEM agenda, the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics agenda. And, and Townsville has a strong, Townsville has a really strong connection to the STEM agenda. And um, as Fred just said, I think if, if businesses listening to this can really start to think about, well, if we're able to offer some apprenticeships or traineeships or even work experience around those skills, you know, we have a unique facility, unlike anything else in Townsville, where we can actually help build those skills in high school students, university students, you know, and really start to, to grow the skills that Townsville and the region needs for the future. Yeah, that, that's that's a critical point that Kirsten's made there, that the facility is multifaceted in its nature and uh, the career pathways, employment opportunities, but career pathway opportunities that it presents to the young people of North Queensland is really exciting to me as an educator. And, um, you know, for it to be able to uh, provide opportunities for those young people to be exposed to everything that science, technology, engineering, mathematics has to offer, as well as you know, tourism, marketing, hospitality, retail, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and keeping keeping those skill sets in North Queensland as well uh, is is really um, an exciting proposition for me, anyway. Yeah, and it's, look, it's it's not that far away. Um, when when are you? I mean, it's it's a big body of work. Uh, it's it's uh, you know you got an MC uh, lined up uh, within the weeks, I think. Um, so that's a that's fantastic, and I'm I'm sure you'll tell the chamber first who that is, so we can get that out to our our members. But but all going well. When when are we? When can we walk into a new Reef HQ? Well, our plan um, is to be able to walk into a transformed Reef HQ by the end of 2023. So originally we were going to be shut for two years for the $40 million capital works. We're extending that by about six months. We're really excited. I know it means we will have been closed for almost three years, which is why we're continuing with our Facebook posts, posts as well as keeping our website up to date so people can see the works as they progress mm -hmm. um, and get involved as well when we start doing more of the detailed design and seeing some of the ideas that are flowing and, you know, contributing their own ideas through social media pages to us. Yeah. And I, well, I mean, all going well, we definitely want to be back open and, and, and up and running, you know, next year would be great, but definitely by the end of 2023, but it really does base a, a great platform to coming out of the pandemic. Uh, you know, I know we've been in multiple meetings about building infrastructure and, and particularly tourism infrastructure. There's, you know, it is a great time for governments to be, to be looking at new experiences because, we know once things get going again, there's going to be demand. Yeah. One of the things, Ross, we're very keen to do is when we reopen, we're not still trying to finish off some of the work inside the facility. We want people to be able to come in and experience the facility as a brand new one, not with hoarding up over exhibits that are still yet to be completed. So we'd rather take a little bit of extra time to make sure the experience people have when they walk through the door the very first time at the Transform facility really stays with them for a long time. 
another point there too, uh, Ross, is that um, yeah, the Marine Park Authority is prided itself on its outreach education that it does through Reef HQ Aquarium. Uh, you know, scuba diver underwater speaking live to students on every continent on the planet apart from Antarctica. No kids there just yet. When they are, we'll speak to them then. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, Reef HQ's taken the Great Barrier Reef to the world to encourage the world to come to the Great Barrier Reef. We haven't stopped in that mission at this point in time. Um, in our in our offices uh, at this point in time, we've, we've established a little studio, a little bit like what we're in here today, where that's still enables our outreach education programs to occur using all the video footage that we've already pre-recorded in in Reef HQ. Um, so we're, we're continually taking Reef HQ out to, to students. It's been wonderful to support them both here in Australia and around the world during, you know, homeschooling. Uh, mm. But that in itself is keeping Townsville Reef HQ and the Great Barrier Reef top of mind. And so, um, you know, it'll be on there bucket list as soon as they can come and travel again. Yeah, I, I, I still remember that day. I, I think we were we were in, in North Carolina or somewhere like that and uh and Craig dialed in uh and that student said, um, you know, what's that? And he went and he turned around and he and he pointed out the coral and, and the um, the fish that had swum past and the students could actually ask him a live question because he was, he was swimming, uh, what, the, you know, he was in an aquarium, but gee, it looked like he was swimming on the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. That's the university of Chapel Hill in North Chapel Carolina. Hill, that's, yeah. uh, that's right. And, yeah. uh, and they're ready and willing to come as soon as they can for their edutourism program for us here in, in North Queensland. And, um, yeah, it's that technology, um, we're using it to, to, to promote both, you know, Townsville, North Queensland and Reef HQ. Uh, and, and we'll continue to do that at um, any tourism trade events that uh, we uh, will go to in, in the near future. Yeah. And it's interesting. You're talking about the, the trade events and things like that. And I know, Kirsten, you got some, some really good feedback from ATE this year, the Australian Tourism Exchange in, in relation to this, this form of education and, and, and leisure-based tourism. Yeah, um, the Australian Tourism Exchange is, is a key platform for Reef HQ to, to understand trends that are coming to Australia and what visitors want to see. You know, and two key points that came out from this past year's um, ATE was the first one was the fact that instead of it being about free and independent travellers, people want to be educated. People want, want more of the edutourism you know, and I think we're going to see a complete change in what people want to experience, especially after not being able to travel for so long. But also importantly, the buyers actually knew where Townsville was. We did not have to spend part of our time explaining, okay, so we're halfway between Cairns and Airlie Beach and the Sundays. They actually knew where we were. And I think Townsville is, Townsville's profile has grown tremendously due to COVID and due, due to lockdowns elsewhere in Australia. And we've been able to continue our lives nearly normally. Mm. Um but also be able to profile what Townsville has to offer through the range of events that have come here that we wouldn't have had that opportunity in the past. And I think it's great if, tour if voucher agents and tourism buyers know where we are already, they're going to start to see the value-add benefits of what else we have, you know, within a half day or a day's drive of Townsville. Yeah, and I, and I you know, we we know the Great Barrier Reef and, and we know some of the pressures it's under, but, you know, when, when they're here, they'll learn about that, but they also learn about land management and, and what we do um, in our cities here and, and to get that bigger picture of actually protecting the reef. And, you know, I know that, that 
uh, group from from India that were going to come over here, Fred, and look at not only how the reef was managed, but but also um, what our land practices were as well. And and you know just another example of that that educational learning experience. But hey. They all go to restaurants, they all sit on buses and they all sleep in hotel beds. So call it what you want. Well, you know, we did a connection with our friends from the City University of New York. I think they've got about 50,000 students across eight campuses. Um, now, is that all? Just That's putting a it into one. a little bit of perspective for us. But we did a live cross to them. Uh, 890 students participated from 13 countries, all exposed to us here in Townsville and the Great Barrier Reef. And I know the faculty there, Professor Neil, is very much ready and wanting to come to North Queensland. He's got a great relationship with um, you know, our environmental services, uh, Townsville City Council and Townsville in general. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's really, it's really, really heartening to see uh, that level of interest in the city and our educational offering. Yeah, no, fantastic. Look, it's a it's an amazingly exciting project. I was I was super excited when that uh, announcement was made about you know the extra funds to make it as you said, Fred, a, a once in a generational investment into to Reef HQ, and uh, you know it was due. We all realised that, but but full credit to you guys and and everyone in your team for for making that a reality. And um, you know, bring on twenty twenty three. And I know it sounds like a long way away, but hey, you got a you got a lot of building to do in the next two years. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. And as you said. Said we're we're going to be busy in the lead up to that, but we're both really excited about what we're going to be able to deliver for for the Great Barrier Reef, but also for Townsville in North Queensland. You know, it's not often you work in an Australian government agency like ours and be able to deliver a legacy project like this. Mm. Yep. That that's going to be you know there for the decades to come. So it's it's a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, no, awesome. Thanks very much for joining us, Fred Kirsten. I really appreciate your time and and giving our members, but as we're finding um, the world, a bit of a an update here. Our, our Chambercast is being listened now in uh, in the US and and uh, in a multitude of, of different countries. So I, I guess we'll have to put some message out to say we were talking about them, Fred, uh, this week. That's right, mate. And uh, I now have a. Um a low and slow barbecue in my backyard. So I'm, I'm ready to take on the Texans anytime they'd like to come to Townsville, North Queensland. Well, that's really good, Fred. As a former, <laughs> as an Aggie graduate, I'll make sure that message gets out. Good on you guys. Thanks very much for joining us. And, uh, and uh, we'll speak to you next time on Ch- Townsville Chambercast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Roscoe. Thank you. We appreciate you tuning in to the Townsville Chambercast. Subscribe and follow to receive Chambercast updates for your morning commute every second Friday. Thanks for listening and remember to think, support, celebrate and go local. This podcast is proudly funded by the Australian and Queensland governments through the Disaster Recovery Funding Arrangements. We would also like to thank our show partner, Adits, for making this podcast possible. Adits are your local IT provider with one purpose to implement effective technology solutions which empower their customers to achieve their mission. You can find out more about how they can support you and your business over on their website, adits.com.au. A-D-I-T-S dot com dot A-U.